There is only one voice of town view. This is the weekend. I'm Travis Scott. This is Drizzy. Trust me, at the top it isn't lonely. Power, this power, fire never goes out. Yeah, feel going bad on you anyway. 24-7. I am LMA. Burn it down. KSBM Radio. I'm Zuri, and I'm here with my co-host, Luna, Eric, Murray, and let's get right into Talk with Town Views. All right, so Wednesday, November the 6th at 5 p.m., there will be an SEM meeting in the theater, and today is also Twin Day for Hosa Week, I believe. Yes. So, I... Have you seen any people twinning today? Well, I think we actually do count as twinning because... I know, look at us. Yeah, we match with our good uniforms right here. But um, on Thursday, November the 7th, at 4.25 p.m., there will be a BOC meeting. At 4.30, there will be an HSHP meeting in the gym, and it will also be Throwback Thursday. So do you guys think y'all would dress up for that? No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't usually have a lot of throwback outfits. Yeah, me neither. That will be fun, but I don't have an outfit. Yeah, I struggle to get dressed for school regularly, yeah. so I can't get dressed for Throwback Thursday. But um, on Saturday, November 9th at 8 a.m., there will be <coughs> Dallas Independent School District Police Department will be meeting, and at 9 a.m., they will be volunteering with different people. And also, it will be Character Day. I believe that's on Friday. So I think, I don't know what kind of characters they're going to choose, but I think if I would jo- dress up as a character, I would probably be Spider Man because that's my favorite superhero. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would trip you in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. On Monday, November the 11th, there will be an ESSM meeting in the Commons at 4.30. And at 6 p.m., there will be an SEM preview. So I know preview week is coming up. I think that's like a preview for our open house. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I know SBMs is coming up pretty soon, too. But on Tuesday, November the 12th, at 4.30 p.m., there will be an HSHP meeting in the gym. Um, there, at 4.30 p.m., there will be a TVMC meeting. And at 6 p.m., there will be an HSHB meeting again in the library, and they will be passing out Chromebooks at 6 as well in the Commons. So We're I getting think, those Chromebooks. <laughs> yeah, I think this is pretty exciting for the kids. Like, is it free? Or like yes, free. Yeah, it's free. Maybe you get them for the year, and then you turn them in at the end of the year. Yeah. Now, I remember in the middle school that we actually went to, or that I went to, they gave us Chromebooks as well. They did? Yeah. So I think it was pretty cool the way that so we So everybody gets a Chromebook? 
Okay. Yeah, so I think that was very kind of BISD to think about it like that because a lot of people don't have that type of technology at home, you know. And now Especially if you're like me getting a punishment every five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. now, nowadays, the homework is always online. Oh, yeah, we're moving exactly. into the digital age and everything. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> we have kids, you know, that are talking about, um, well, I didn't get to complete my homework because I didn't know about it or. Yeah. You know, I didn't have access to it, or some people just, you know, don't have internet. <coughs> yeah. That's unfortunate, but the ISD is providing us with these Chromebooks, so we don't have these excuses anymore. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for that. On Wednesday, November the 13th at 5.30 a.m. Oh, my goodness. That's early. I don't even wake up that early now. <laughs> <laughs> there will be an HSHP meeting. And at 10 a.m., that's more like it. There will be an NAESC meeting. And at 5 p.m., there will be an ESSM meeting in the theater. Yeah, 5.30 a.m., that, that's a little bit too early for me. Mm -hmm. um, Thursday, November the 14th at 4.30 p.m., there will be an HSHP meeting in the gym. At 5 p.m., there will be a tag meeting in a the theater, and there will also be a tag meeting going on in the library. So tag is a pretty big school, so we need to make sure we split that up accordingly. <laughs> on November the 16th, 16th. <laughs> <laughs> the theater and the library. Yeah. <laughs> at, on November the 16th, at 7 a.m., there will be a Dallas Urban Debate Alliance meeting taking place. So we'll update you as that comes along further. Are any of you guys in debate, or have y'all ever took debate before? No, no. Just My older sister was in debate, though. She still, she still argues with me a lot, and I always throw her in the face, like, you debate student, like, stop it. Yeah, my sister is actually in debate, so, you know, it's always those arguments, and my parents are like, stop arguing with each stop other. Arguing. Why y'all keep arguing with each other? So it's always like that. She pulls up the list of all the things I've done wrong. <laughs> yeah, I just start reading it. I'm just sitting there like... Okay, I'll let you have that when you win. But unfortunately, this is the end of the talk of Tower View. Make sure you stay tuned for our next segment. Follow us on KSBN underscore TVT on Instagram and Twitter and KSBN Radio on Facebook. Using the hashtags KSBN We Live, hashtag Family Matters, and hashtag SBM Tower View. Thank you. There are those friends at school where you're like, We don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore. And then those that you're like, One thing's for sure, all your friends listen to KSBM Radio. That's the KSBM Radio, the voice of Town View. Today we are going to be talking about a very polarizing topic, which is abortion. Although it's a very serious issue, it's something that we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. So let's hop right into it by actually defining, defining what an abortion actually is, because some people may not know. So by definition, an abortion is, a, is defined as an intervention provider provided and performed by a licensed clinician to terminate an ongoing pregnancy. So, I know we have a lot of statistics here that our team has researched and everything, so is there anybody that would like to share first? Um, I'll share just how many abortions there have been. So, more than 54,000 Texans had an abortion in 2015, according to the State Department's Health and Human Services. So, that's in Texas. Yeah, and Texas is actually a really big state. It's a really big state. Yeah, the second largest, actually, in the country. So when you go deeper into it, that's actually, in the whole United States at the time, it was a total of 638,169 legal abortions that were reported that took place. 
And the reason I emphasize legal because there are actually ways that you can go and kind of do it under the radar because there are some people who may be, you know, too scared to go and get it done at an actual facility or they want it to be kept as private as possible. Or they don't have the way to pay right. for the services yeah, in a healthy way, so they do it in an illegal way, I guess you could say. Yeah. So for abortion, there's um, usually two sides to it. There's pro-life and pro-choice. So we can define pro-life is more um, against abortion and pro-choice is in favor of it. And um, this is very controversial because this, this two um, reasons is what defines the law. And some people think that it shouldn't intervene. So what is you guys' um, opinion over that? Well, I think I myself personally, I am, I am pro-life. I do believe that the children have a right to be born. But at the same time, it's kind of hard for me to say that because I do have a sister and I could not imagine the terrible fact that it's somehow that she was raped and that against her own will, then, you know, by our religious views, we are supposed to be pro-life. But I would think myself that she would actually have the choice and that would actually be between her and our religious leader. And that's what her choice is all about. It's about letting the woman choose what to do with her body. Because although, I guess you could say the baby is like a baby, but it's still part of the woman. So it should be in her own... Her own, like... In <laughs> her baby. own, like, choice to do what she wants. Yeah. So... Go ahead. Uh -oh. <laughs> okay. So this leads us to um, the religious view, and for this is that they see as the it's a human life that should be protected no matter what, and um, these are mainly like Roman Catholics, Orthodox, and Christians. Yeah. So the abortion rate actually for women aged 15 to 44 was 11.8 abort abortions per 1,000 women and 188 abortions per live birth. The largest percent of women that had abortions during this time were non-Hispanic white women and non-Hispanic black women at 36.9% and 36% respectively. So when you look at that, when you add those together, that is a huge part of the number, you know, white women and black women having abortions. So do you guys think that, because we also have, as we know, in the United States, we have a lot of Latinos and Latinas in the country, so how come do you guys think that that number is not bigger for them. Well, I feel like mostly because they tend to view it in the religious perspective. A lot of Hispanic families, they tend to be really religious. And I guess for some women, it's either that their parents or some kind of adult figure tells them not to do that, that it's wrong in a sense. Um, and they kind of like go back and really rethink everything. And that has a toll on the women because they like believe something and then someone tells them, that what they believe is wrong, so they're kind of just like, well, what do I do now? <clears throat> yeah. So I think we have some more statistics that I'm actually reading over here on Marie's paper. So would you like to share some of those? Um, <clears throat> the statistics for the type of people having abortions, the majority of people have abortions because they believe babies would dramatically change their life. The next up is most of them can't afford having a child in their life right now. So <clears throat> back to the rape thing, even though most of them are reported, that's the least amount in like I think it's like one percent, one to three percent. Yeah, so it's like one percent of women who have abortions has actually been raped by a majority fear for like their current life as of now. <clears throat> 
In another report given on abortions, <coughs> women 18 to 19 made up the majority of the abortions performed at 67.8%. So that is a really big number in teenage girls. And women younger than the age of 15 made up the least amount of abortions performed at 2.7%. So you can fill in the rest as women 44, excuse me, 20 and on, on forward made up the rest of the percent. But I think, you know, in high school, what do you think their views should be? Like, do you think it should be more of a pro-choice type of feel, or is it dependent um, on the person? Well, see, in high school, most girls, when they get pregnant, it's usually because they have a boyfriend, and then, you know, they're having intercourse, and they, like, get pregnant. But, like, sometimes they they tend to be like, I'm going to get an abortion because I don't want no one to find out. At such a young age, I feel like in our brain it's been implanted that if you get pregnant really young, it's, like, viewed bad. So they tend to be like, I'll hide my pregnancy, I'll get an abortion, or anything to not let the world know that I am pregnant. Yeah. And as I reported before, all of these statistics are coming from the CDC, which is the Centers for Disease and Control and Prevention. And these statistics are coming from the year of 2015. But going off board, I know we touched on it a little bit as the religious side. Um, I know in my specific religion, Christianity, we believe that, that a child is a gift from God and that a human or a woman should not have that right to take away that gift from God. When do you think that should be amended, I should say? Uh, I know that they believe that life is um, started at the stage of conception, so I think it's all about perspective and the way you believe um, what life is and what an abortion is defined as. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely the woman's choice in the sense if they want to believe that if a baby is a baby and it's alive since I come, what did you say? Come, I can't. If they believe that, then I feel like it's their right to be like, okay, I'll keep the baby. Um, but if they say that no, it's not a baby, it's, it's <coughs> not yet alive, then they have that choice to say that I should be able to have an abortion, I should be able to get rid of the child. So is your view more like a pro-life? Um, I kind of, I see both sides. I mm -hmm. see, yes, a baby, Why? like most, they're like, it's a life, why would you want to kill a life? But I feel um, that it isn't a woman's choice. It's a woman's choice to do what she wants with her body. I do see that. What about you, Marie? So the Christianity point of view, I understand that children are a blessing and everything, but in certain circumstances, I do believe God would like direct you to the right choice. And sometimes that may be a person. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's like pushes your thoughts and pushes you into a negative light of life, then yeah. But it's still a choice. Okay. Um, like what you said about directing to the right choices. Um, I feel like for people that are taking their point in a religious point, uh, in the religious view, um, uh, I think there's not like why if God pushes you to take an abortion, I don't think that's their view, you know. But I don't want this to get too more too much of a like a religious sense of it mm -hmm. because there are other religions and everything that. I think we have covered before. So uh, I think we should move on to like more of the mental aspect of it as after okay. abortion has taken place. So it has been reported that after usually a woman has an abortion that they feel a sense of guilt, you know, as, oh man, what did I just do? And regret. Regret is also a huge side effect of what happens after abortion. 
So do you guys have any other? Yes, a lot of the feelings I haven't reported is regret, anger, guilt, shame, depression, nightmares, and sometimes suicidal thoughts. Yeah. I can only imagine, you know, like if a woman, they chose to have one, but now they wish they wouldn't have, and they're just feeling like they shouldn't have done that, and that mistake is unfixable, I guess, which it is unfixable, but I think that is the time most where they should have somebody right there with them to yeah. comfort them through that process and everything. Yeah, because having an abortion is a really big decision. We need to remember that it's a big decision that needs to be taken. It needs to be taken a lot of consideration. So um, I feel like there's a lot of different cases where women are like, there's a lot of different aspects of when women like have a child and then they regret having the child and wish they had an abortion or they had an abortion and regret that decision or along the period of like the pregnancy they regret not having an abortion sooner and they feel regret because now the baby's a little more developed and I feel like there's a lot of different situations with women and their emotional like side to it. Um, as a pro-choice, I have to see both sides, and it's not not everybody feels guilty, not everybody regrets it. I think it just depends on the person because um, I know some people like um, the hardest part for them is like the money-wise and not the actual baby, which is like some like me, some people may see that as like cold-hearted or something, but it just depends on the person. Right? Yeah. Who are we to judge them? Mm-hmm. You know, like and it's like a lot of the the pro-choices are like the. They not. I don't want to say that this is what they believe and this is what they say, but it is that like most people tend to care about the baby and they forget about the woman, the girl. If a girl is like 15, going off to like college or something, and then she has a child, what is she gonna? She would take that money that she was gonna put into college and put it into the child. And sometimes a woman doesn't want to do that. She wants more with her life than a baby, and that's fine. You don't have. You, no one should shame a woman for wanting other things than a child yeah and it was brought up by our teacher actually that you know there everybody like you said looks at the baby but then they are forgotten about once they grow older grow older and everything and then they're thrown into the adoption system which is broken as it is right now it's so broken yeah and so people don't like turn 18 and then they go off into the streets they become homeless because either nothing happened to them no one adopted them no one gave them a proper home yeah so now they're just another one wandering the streets. Another statistic. And that's something that, you know, that is not good, but it's also something that we should look into because I think maybe if we paid more attention to the adoption process, then we could cut down on the number of abortions. Um, the adoption process, it's like 2% of kids actually get adopted. So... And if we could fix that, then certain women would not have an abortion. They would probably go through the pregnancy and then give the child for adoption. And if that would work, then they wouldn't feel regret or all these feelings. Because but later on in life, it's shown that many women tend to look for these kids. So eventually, they want them back even though they had them. So that's putting them through more pain because they can't find their child. Yeah. But some women don't eventually. look. It, sometimes it's diverse. Sometimes the child looks for the woman. And the woman doesn't necessarily want to meet the child. There's but a lot of different cases. I do have a question. Um, with abortions and everything, you know, as we stated before, it's to terminate a pregnancy. But if you wouldn't want a pregnancy to start, we're in the 21st century, you know. Like, there are a whole bunch of con- contraceptions that can be in use, like condoms and birth control. And is 100%, though. Yeah, Nothing is 100%, but there is a lot of different ways to be safe. I just... 
So do you guys think that we should implement more in like into our schools or have different classes? Yes, I do. Like, I think there should be better um, sex education in all the schools, especially high schools. Yeah, because, you know, usually around the time where the age of consent in Texas is actually 17. So that's around the time where people start that they want to get physical and everything and want to start you know, having sexual intercourse with each other. But in order to do that, you gotta make sure that you're safe and that you're taking the right precautions and everything so you don't actually have to make a decision like that. So I think, you know, there are actually other shows on Netflix and I know it's kind of weird for me to mention that, but I've actually learned from a show called Sex, Ed Sex Education on Netflix. I've heard about it. I have not seen it, but I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and they actually, it's a scene where they show a teenage girl going in for an abortion and there are protesters standing outside and they're bashing her and not physically but they're just like verbally abusing her and telling her you're killing this baby you're killing this life shame on you just shaming her but yes she goes through and she sits in and it's another woman sitting there and she looks at her and she says first time and she said yeah and she said are you scared she said very and she the woman said this is my 20th time so this goes back into what Sarah was saying. Most people don't actually, you know, don't think about it more mm -hmm. as to the thought process of a baby, but more like an economic stance for it. So do you think there's other things that can be implemented by the government, you know, to help with financial aid with the child that is being born? Or mm, I don't know about that. I just, for me, the thing is, um, where are the people that are say you can always um, put the kid for adoption and everything because those kids always end up alone and the people that are like um, preventing the woman from getting an abortion aren't the ones that are adopting the kids so it's like which way do you want it to be yeah um, but there has been a lot of more statistics that I see over here so Marie would you like to read some more that you have <laughs> All right, so as we talked about, you know, with the side effects and everything, um, many women will experience some side effects, including abdominal cramps, light vaginal bleeding, nausea, sore breast, and fatigue, and this is from Healthline.com. After a surgical abortion, you may have cramps and light bleeding for up to two weeks, and most women can return to normal activities one to two days after procedure. Now, I know we discussed in class how women most likely want to keep it as private as possible. Do you think that's oftentimes the best route to go, or do you think they shouldn't care? Um, I don't know. I really, I feel like it depends on what, it, you shouldn't be ashamed. Yes. I feel like no one should be ashamed of their situation, but it is on you if you want to keep it private. If you want to just hide for a while, then that's okay. No one should tell you to, like, Parade it around that that should not be. But women want to hide because they feel guilty and ashamed. But they and that's what that we should way. change. That's uh -huh. what we should change. Not the hiding, more like the feeling of why you want to hide. Yeah. So, a, oh, go ahead. Okay, as a part of the fix, I forgot what website. I believe it was childrenbychoice.org, but it says the vulnerability of like your mental state depends on how you believe, like your belief about your child. So, like, that goes back to religion also. It does. Um, women who, like, believe that a baby is alive since the womb, they, they are more likely to have a negative emotional effect than women who don't. Yeah. And um, reading on, you know, with the side effects and everything, that is a lot of side effects that women do have to go through after mm -hmm. that. And I know when a baby is born, actually, women can take maternity leave, right? So, I think... 
to me, there should be some weight instituted where a woman can actually have that type of time off to, to cope with the side effects and everything because, you know, that's a big process and everything. It's a big decision that's made and it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. I actually believe, like, the majority of abortions come from people that's not on those types of jobs. You know, like, they're either in school, going to college, something from there, they don't get that. Do you think that a school should be more empathetic to them, I mean, sympathetic and for them, you know, trying to give them the time out because you can get behind really easily yeah. in school? You think yeah. so? So, um, moving on, we do have more information about it. When, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety with abortions, there are people that you can talk to. There are, even we said suicidal thoughts, there is a suicidal hotline that you can reach very easily. And, you know, just know that there are people that you can talk to. Just like here at Townview, there are a lot of people that you can talk to, not only dealing with abortions, but anything, you know, any sexual information that you may have, any questions that you may have, just ask somebody that you trust, basically. Um, going back to the situation for the United States, don't you guys think it's a little, um, I don't say weird, but a little odd that um, the people that are making these decisions for women are mainly um, Caucasian men? Yeah, it's very is. normal, I would say. Mm -hmm. And it's bad that it's normal. I don't like that this has become normal. But it's normal for the typical white Caucasian men to be in politics and for them to decide our futures. And I, I do think we should change that. Women should have um, should be the ones to have like a greater impact on deciding these mm -hmm. that's like laws. Yeah, that's what my next question was going to be, actually. How much should a man's decision weigh on a woman's choice of having an abortion. Mm -hmm. This is a repeat of history based off the fact that women did not have rights and it was like a patriarchy and stuff. Now it's those Caucasian men trying to take away women's rights. Yeah. That's how we're going back in history. Yeah, you know, even not just with that, but you can see it in everything in society today. So. We need to make sure that we are taking steps forward and not backwards in society. But then, but it can also be different because if you're in a relationship, how would you approach that if you are, if you are having like expected a baby, but the woman decides they want to have an abortion, but she wants the child? How do you think that should be approached? There are many situations when like the dude just completely, you could tell that he's about to pull a Debbie move. <laughs> so like you're like. You're trying to protect your child from growing up fatherless, basically, or growing up with the hurt of, why didn't my dad love me type thing. Because that's from the statistics. It was another thing about relationship issue, and I think that's what that was. But sometimes the men want to have a baby. Let's say they, like, they planned this, they're pregnant now, but the woman wants to back out. But the man still wants a child. What do we do in that situation? What's your opinion? Oh. Oh. For me, I can say that I'm a little confused over that. I just don't have like a clear view on that. I think it would be something that actually you would have to work out between the two individuals mm -hmm. because, you know, you've made that choice that you want to. But then again, 
she's the one that would have to carry it for nine months and she's the one that's actually risking her life mm -hmm. to have Different. this child and everything so ultimately i think that decision should be made up by the woman but i think they should also be the woman should keep an open mind they should seriously talk before they decide to have a child yes before the, the child is conceived they should decide if they, this is something they really want and if there's any doubt then they should wait or just not have a child at all but if you think about it there is more single mothers than single fathers i mean yes but you know, like you said, communication is key into all key. relationships and everything, and to make decisions like this. But you know, this is the end of our discussion right here. We will. This is the first of many parts. This is actually, part one. So yeah, don't uh, worry, abortion. we'll be back with a lot more information, yeah. and this talk will continue. And not only abortions, but we have other things too that we will, other juicy topics that we will be discussing too. So make sure you follow us on KSBM underscore TVT on Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook at KSBM Radio, the voice of town you at Snapchat at KSBM Radio underscore TV2. TVT. <laughs> and also make sure to tune in by going to anchor.fm slash KSBM at KSBM Radio, the voice of time unit. Make sure you can listen in to us at all the times from 11 to 12 p.m. on mainly Tuesdays and Thursdays. And make sure you catch up on our next topics, which will actually be sports, because I have a lot of information that I will be giving to you that happened over the past weekend and everything coming up. Yo, it's Billy Eilish all day. KSBM Radio. Your boy Eric with. Sorry? Luna. <laughs> this is our sports segment. So we're going to kick it right off with actual the NBA National Basketball Association. So. Last night, as we're going to recap, the Charlotte Hornets defeated the Indiana Pacers with a score of 122 to 120, which is actually surprising because the Charlotte Hornets were projected to be the worst team in the NBA, which is crazy that they actually already have four wins on the season and only three losses. So I think they should be grateful for that because I don't think they're going to be winning anytime soon anymore. The Boston Celtics actually defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers with a score of 119 to 113. And I don't think if you guys remember or not, when LeBron James, you guys know who that is? Yes. <laughs> so he played with the Cleveland Cavaliers two years ago. And when he was there, you know, they were winning and everything. But as soon as he left, what do you guys think happened? They started losing? Exactly. <laughs> so they, well, that was their star player, no? Yeah. Yeah, that was their star player. They did have another one, too, with Kevin Love, the power forward. But he stayed injury. He stayed injured throughout the whole season last year. Wasn't he in the Chicago Bulls? Kevin Love? No. <coughs> Who's that? LeBron James. Oh, he played the Chicago Bulls last oh. night. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin Love played for the Minnesota Timberwolves before he was traded to Cleveland. I got uh, a question. Sure. I don't remember if he was a Cowboys fan or not, but, like, did you watch the game? The Cowboys-Giants game on Monday? I did, actually, and I'm so not a Cowboys. Fan? I do not like the Cowboys. So I'm how sorry. do you feel? So were you afraid them? Because we won. Did they play the Patriots one? You're asking me how do I feel How do you feel that we won? Um, <laughs> congratulations, first of all. But no, thank I, you. Thank yeah. you. But did you, you want the Giants to win? I did, because uh, I just don't like the Cowboys. I know Why not? Good. You're in Texas. <laughs> I mean, I just grew up a fan of the Patriots, you know. You're not from Dallas? Yeah, I am, but, you oh. know. This is Trader. called the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, 
with the Cowboys. I've just never been a fan of. I think I get that from my dad because he's not like a fan of the Cowboys either. And they're telling me production is telling me that I sound like a hater. I'm giving the Cowboys their respect. Like a hater right now. I'm giving the Cowboys their respect <laughs> with the win. They got the win <laughs> over the Giants. But then again, it's the Giants, and they kind of suck too. So. Uh, <laughs> so then, what did you do the whole time? I was just watching, you know, trying to go for Saquon Barkley, the rookie sensation running back, but he wasn't good enough. You don't pick a team like when. Let's say you're not a fan of either team. You don't pick like one to like one together. Oh no, I just enjoy no. the sport. Oh, because like in my family, we watch a lot of soccer. So um, we if like if no if a team is playing that we don't really know, we just like kind of divide, and it's a battle between like my parents or my sisters. Yeah, but as the Cowboys, I think as usual, you guys will bottom out in the playoffs and lose to maybe Seattle. Maybe the Green Bay Packers again. <laughs> um, I think that the Patriots will win it again, the Super Bowl, because they're the greatest. They have the greatest of all time in Tom Brady. You know, what is the Super Bowl? I, I can never keep up with it. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's in February. February. Yeah, so the playoff. I like Jennifer Lopez and Shakira's performing for the Oh, yeah, the halftime. Time. I know show. that. Yeah. So I just I like the Coldplay one, which was a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. It was Coldplay. <laughs> 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 I said I just found out that are, they are, oh, my God, there are different types of rims. Rams? Like St. Louis, Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so slow. Yeah, well, that's what happens when the team actually moves. They decide, the Board of Governors decide they want to move the team from one location to another. So a few years ago, it it actually used to be the St. Louis Rams. And their stadium is still there, and they host different things in it, but they moved to Los Angeles. So it's the same team? Yeah, it's the same team, but just in a different location. So I think... That's happened with a lot of teams before. Not Dallas. Dallas has always been Cowboy Nation. Sadly, you know, seeing that blue and gold. I mean, not blue and gold. Blue and silver. Yeah. Blue and gold. Yeah. Blue and silver. That's how we think you are. And we don't even have. That's okay. You like get outside and play sometimes. Yeah, but that blue and silver just makes me want to puke seeing it like. Why? White is three colors, not two. Okay, navy blue, silver, and white. You happy? Yeah. Right, now, um, going on back to basketball, it was crazy because with the Celtics beating the Cavaliers, Gordon Hayward, I don't know if you guys saw or not two years ago, when he broke his ankle, he was going up for a play against the Cavaliers on opening night, and his ankle just like... Oh, snapped. no, no, I can't do both. Yeah, so it was very gruesome and everything, you know. It was a horrible time for the Celtics. They was they were projected to be one of the best teams that year. And yeah, they fell short because of the Hayward. And that's actually the players that they signed a free agency. All of that money. It was a five year, I believe, one hundred and fifty three million dollar deal. So all of that money has almost been I don't want to say wasted because that seems inconsiderate, but it just didn't go into the right use, I guess. But it's great to see him because he dropped 39 points last night leading up to that win. So congratulations to Gordon Hayward with that. And the Atlanta Hawks beat the San Antonio Spurs yesterday. You guys know anything about a guy named Trey Young? He's a basketball player for the Hawks. You said Hawks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Young. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's the superstar point guard that was taken after Luka Doncic, who actually plays for the Mavericks. So, it was a lot of talk of who the Mavericks should actually draft between Luka and 
Trey Young, do you guys watch the Mavericks or like the Mavericks? Um, so you're a fan of the Mavericks but not the Cowboys? <laughs> I'm not a fan of the Mavericks either. Uh, so you just don't like Texas Point? You no, don't like no, Dallas? No, <laughs> no, that guy from the Mavericks, I know he got a street name by, after him. Well, uh, oh, Dirk Nowitzki. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah, he's one of the greatest European basketball players and one of the greatest basketball players of all time in our generation. So congratulations to him. He actually got a street name, Nowitzki Way, named after him in the Dallas area. But to answer your question, I do actually like two Texas teams. The Texas Longhorns. That wasn't the question. What was the question? <laughs> Dallas. Oh, no, not Dallas. You represent Dallas, not Texas. Well, the Texas Rangers count, right? No. Why not? It's not Dallas. Arlington is kind of in Dallas. Arlington is like an hour away. It is an hour away. <laughs> That's as close as I'm going to get, <laughs> oh, though. Okay. That's as close as I'm going to get. But going back to the Mavericks, they actually have a great superstar pairing with Luka Doncic and the power forward that they just traded for this summer in Kristaps Porzingis. He used to play for the New York Knicks. Now, they... Kristaps is actually coming off a torn ACL. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's when you suffer a torn ligament in your knee. Oh, just, yes, yeah. I know what it is. Yeah, One of my friends, crazy. she plays soccer. And um, the first year, actually, freshman year, she came in with, like, practice and stuff. Yeah. She's walking around with, like, like a broken leg. Her ACL. Yeah, so that is a hard injury to come back from. It's a lot of rehabilitation that has to go on with it. And it seems as if... He had over 400 days off to try to get ready, but it seems like he's still trying to get his groove back. But I don't know if he will be able to hit his stride. Do you guys want Dallas to win the championship this year? Yes, sir. Sure, yeah. Any other fans of other teams? Golden State with Curry or anybody else? Uh, like, I'm, I'm Mexican. I just watch soccer <laughs> and maybe baseball. Maybe baseball. Um, which team LeBron is it? The Lakers. Yeah, that's what we know. The Lakers. Yeah. The Lakers actually they are six and one right now. They're the best team in the Western Conference at the top as of late. And I know it's early, but they look like a championship contending team with the other little brother in the West, the LA Clippers. I know Chop is looking at me over here like they're not the little brother. But yeah, they are the little brother in LA because the Lakers have a total of 16 championships. 16? Yeah. Wow. I want to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's second most, second to the Celtics when they won a lot back in the day, back in the 40s and the 50s. But it's not the same. Yeah, that's what I argue yeah. to people, that the rings, they hold more value, I guess, in the newer <laughs> age because it's harder teams. You know, the game is evolved and everything. And back then, it was only like 11 teams that participated. Mm -hmm. And so Bill Russell was the main person who won 11 of those rings. Mm -hmm. So going up against, you know, some not-so-good guys as other teams face today, I don't think that should be counted as heavily as other teams. So what team was Michael B. Jordan on? I'm not Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan played for the Chicago Bulls. Oh, that's good. No, he actually is the owner of the Hornets now. Are he like 62 or something? Yeah, yeah. But Hornets suck right now. But this is the end of our sports segment. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at KSBM underscore TVT, on Facebook at KSBM Radio and Snapchat at KSBN Radio underscore TVT. We'll be right back with you guys and make sure you use the hashtags hashtag KSBN We Live, hashtag SBN Family Matters, and hashtag SBN Town View. See you guys in a second. <laughs> it could be your You promised the world and I fell for it. 
put you first and you adored it Set fires to my forest And you let it burn Sing off key in my chorus Cause it wasn't yours I saw the signs and I ignored it Rose-colored glasses are distorted Set fire to my purpose And I let it burn You got off in the hurting When it wasn't yours Yeah We'd always go into it blindly I needed to lose you to find me This dancer was killing me softly I needed to hate you to love me Yeah, to love, love you yeah. To love, love you yeah. To love you yeah. I needed to lose you to love me Yeah, to love, love you yeah. To love, love you yeah. To love you yeah. I needed to lose you to love me I gave my all and they all know it You turn me down and now it's showing And so the moms you replace us Like it was easy Made me think I deserved it In the thick of healing Yeah, yeah We'd always go First, and you adored it. Set fires to my forest, and you let it burn. Sing off key in my chorus. Anyways, welcome back, guys. This is my name is Eric with KSBN Radio, the voice of Townview, alongside with I'm Zuri, I'm Luna, I'm Marie, and this is now story time. Yay, story time, our favorite. Yes. So in this story time, we're going to be talking about um, embarrassing outfits that we wore. Oh well, boy. Who wants to start? <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. My story. I'm gonna do a full story. Okay, so it was second grade. I want to say maybe it was. I was at school, and then me and my friends, the trend of, like, wearing skirts with leggings was, like, not in, but we wanted to bring it back for some reason, and we just, we decided to, like, all wear uh, skirts with leggings, so it's like, okay, I think I, I got something, so I went to school, and it was, like, parent-teacher conference that night, so that's what we were going to wear when we came back for the, <laughs> for, the for the conference, yes, that's probably when we were, <laughs> um, 
And so I got home and like I changed and I wore the it's just like this denim skirt, ugliest thing. Bright purple leggings with like a bright pink shirt. I think I did all my hair weird like that. Like I looked ugly. And like the shirt, by the way, was a Justin Bieber shirt. Oh my It was a Justin Bieber shirt. A hot pink Justin Bieber, Bieber shirt. shirt. <laughs> I was obsessed with Justin Bieber, so yes, I had oh, a Justin Bieber tell. shirt. <laughs> Well, I don't think yes, you Anyways, I like walk out of my room thinking I looked all cool and stuff. And my mom takes one look and is like, are you crazy? You're not wearing that. Go back. I was so mad. She made me change. Are and you I was so mad. I'm grateful now. I looked, looking back, I looked crazy. You know, with the term, mother's no best. I know. <laughs> they really do. Hmm. Yeah. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband, um, freshman year, and this was before we had uniforms for gym. And so what I <laughs> so what I wore was like this big T-shirt. It was like probably like extra large. Like it was big. And then the sweatpants were like they weren't all the way to my ankle. They were like mid my capri like yeah 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 capri. And then so it looked kind of weird, right? But I was like, hey, whatever. It's gym. I'll just like tie up the shirt or whatever. And so we were changing, and I forgot my shoes. And so that day I had on boots, but it wasn't like. Um, high waisted boots or anything, they were like mid um, midway, so it just like met, you know. Oh <laughs> so where perfectly, so where my sweatpants ended, my boots started, <laughs> and the boots were like, like you could tell they weren't for gym. And so, <laughs> so he made us run up the hill right there in the parking lot, oh. and and usually he would only make us like three times, but this time he got mad at us and he made us do like 10 laps. So it was so embarrassing. And so when you run, like my, my the little knot that I made on my big t-shirt will like lose. So <laughs> it was like, I was ready with a big t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> wearing, wearing boots in front of everybody. It was so embarrassing. Was your boots flabby? What do you mean? By making a noise? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I think mine would actually have to be on picture day in elementary school. So <laughs> the profile picture day. No, 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 no. Every child's nightmare picture day. No, not that. It was. I think it was in kindergarten, actually. Yeah, it was in two thousand and eight. So you know, my mom and my dad, they took that like very, very seriously. Went to go get my hair cut the day before, you know, trying to look fly and everything with my little ball fade or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I actually, my mom was sitting there with me and we were picking out my little clothes or whatever and I was going to wear a vest on top of my school uniform. We had royal blue shirts, burgundy shirts, and white shirts. So she said, okay, so you can wear a vest on top of your white shirt. I said, no, I want to wear it on the royal blue shirt. Keep in mind, it was like a dark green vest. So <laughs> mixing those colors wasn't probably the best idea. <laughs> so she said, I finally agreed, but here's the thing. I put the royal blue shirt in my backpack. So I, yeah. so I had on the white shirt when I walked out the door, you know, bye mom, have you a good day. Yeah, but I got to school, I put on the royal blue shirt. Have a good day. <laughs> have a good day, see you later. <laughs> so I put on the royal blue shirt with the dark green vest and my teacher pulled me to the side and she said, um, what are you wearing? And I said, my clothes. That's and, so good. Yeah. <laughs> and my friends, I, I guess they're fake because 
They said I look good and I look nice. So <laughs> I believe. <laughs> they were the same agent. I know. <laughs> I know. But like, those fake friends. Before your teacher to tell you that you look bad. <laughs> so I was little and I was a crybaby back then. So I started crying. My mom had to come in. I got a whooping. <laughs> I was not supposed to do that. So on top That's of that, funny. yeah. <laughs> it kind of is. So when I took the picture, my eyes were red and puffy. I had dry tear marks. I had the white shirt on with the dark green vest, oh, and my no. smile. It was like a half smile because I was just still, you know, sad about the whooping. But <laughs> that happened, and I will never forget that. Day. From the camera flash, getting flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just every time. So my story isn't a day. It was like four years of my life. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> That's a long time. Well, one day I got these boots. They were like a big construction boots. But they were long. And they were sparkly with streams. I don't know why, but I wore those every day. I went to sleep in them a few times. So in the summertime, I wear like shorts with these extra long boots and like a tacky shirt. And then the way she would do my hair would be like a braided up bun. So I was looking retarded because we also had a feet. Did I use that word? So basically I wore stuff like that every day with tights and stuff. And then eventually they threw the boots away when I wasn't looking. And I dug them out the trash. <laughs> oh my gosh. They meant that much to you? That is all that I was really like ten. <laughs> but I dug them out the trash. Just got it. She dug them out the trash. And I don't know how they got away, but I don't know where they are. They burnt them. But <laughs> just tell you now they probably burnt them. But they also I have another one. So in middle school, actually, and this is this is kind of bad because I was supposed to know better by now. But we had like our little weeks or whatever. You know how today is Twin Day. Well, it was actually Twin Day in my middle school, and I got the days mixed up. And it was supposed to be Tacky. It was supposed to be Tacky Thursday, but I thought it was Tacky Tuesday. Yeah. So. Um, I was getting dressed and my mom, she thought that it was Tacky Tuesday too. So we were just like gonna play around with my outfit. I remember I put on some black slacks, a lime green shirt, a royal blue um coat. Then you go with the green and the blue. <laughs> and I wore a yellow tie with mismatched shoes. So when I walked in <laughs> I walked through the front door and I was kind of looking for, you know, other people to be dressed in tacky clothes because that's how we just did it in our middle school. We had a laugh about it. But when I... Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, they were laughing with me or whatever. Like, oh my gosh. But they were like, uh, you know, tacky Thursday is Thursday, not Tuesday. And so I had to call my parents again. This time I didn't get a whooping though. But I had to call my parents again, and I actually went home because I was just too embarrassed to stay up at the school looking like that. Like, I look absolutely horrendous. You're complaining. I actually dress like that, like, every day. <laughs> like, we would have arguments, because she'd be like, Dad, don't go to them shoes, or this, this, and that. I'd be like, it's the same color. It would be a different shade, like, dark, 
hot pink and then like bright pink shoes. They'll be kind of purplish. And I wear some like green pants. Or like I dress like that every day. Mm-hmm. So you're complaining. My I had mother, to do that for years. My you mother used to dress me, so like I don't really, <laughs> I don't really have a lot of like stories of where I looked horrendous. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I used to have style when I was like, <laughs> I looked cute when I was like four, but then when I started dressing myself, that's when it all went down the drain. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, I would try to dress myself. You know, back in the day. I can say that now because I'm older. Back Boy. In the day. So <laughs> in the day. Okay. The good old days. Yeah, the good old days. But I learned, like again, mother knows best. No, she doesn't. No, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes she does. Mother no, does know best. For my elementary elementary, it was like this type of shirt or whatever, but it was she bought me the boys one. So the whole year I had to wear the boy shirt. It was so embarrassing. Oh, it was like really big or whatever. Yeah, and it was like the girls it was like, fit, right? like yeah. But this has been really fun guys. Unfortunately we have to cut this segment off. And so you make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at KSBM underscore T V T on Facebook at KSBM Radio and on Snapchat at KSBM Radio underscore TV. And make sure you use the hashtag KSBLWeLive, hashtag Family Matters, hashtag Family Matters, and hashtag SBM Thank you. This is like your fourth. She said your theater kids are coming. Have you saying? Your hits. This is KSBM Radio, the voice of Townview. Welcome back to KSBM Radio, the voice of town view. We're actually making this change right now, unexpected change, but we're going to work through it. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? We're good. Yeah, good. Doing good? How are you? Doing pretty good. Um, you can either choose to put on the headphones or not. It's your choice. So, who are you guys? We are the cast and set crew for uh, Captain Blood, which is a show that is coming up on November 13th and 15th. Okay, cool. So this is with the uh, um, Townview Theater or whatever? Yes. So tell me a little bit about the show. Uh, so I'm Ariel. I'm the leader. Okay. And uh, from reading the script and being able to practice it over the course of the month and last month, it's it's very much an adventure, an adventure uh, story where you're taking this one dude out of his comfort zone and into a world he doesn't know. And then from there he has to escape that world and become someone else that he doesn't want to be completely. And it's very interesting to see um, how he reacts and how torn apart he is midway through the story and mm-hmm. how it all comes together in the resolution. It's a very nice story. Wow, I can't. I think I'm going to actually have to go see that because that sounds pretty good. It's, it's really good. You should. You should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how many guys would you say are on this set for the show? Actors uh, or actresses? Um, actors, I would say about... 15 to, 15 to 20. Yeah, around that. It's yeah. a good number. And then tech, five. Five people <laughs> on tech. Five tech. All right, so walk me through what tech does. Cause, so we have yeah. five people totally, total running the um, stage and set design, costume design, and lights and sound. So we're in a big, like, I guess, crunch time. Trying to make sure everything is set yeah, up and everything. You know, next week. Yeah. Um, I actually was on sound crew last year with the um, tech crew team for Townview, and I do remember it being a lot of work because you have to go through and no take the script and everything. You have to go through and get sound effects. So I know you guys are doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is the first year that we actually were able to paint and build sets. Oh, really? So this is one of the more, I guess, harder ones we've done. Okay. 
Yeah, so it sounds like you guys have put a lot of work and effort into uh, this. Yeah. Yes. Even Cass is helping a lot with, with tech stuff, because yeah. I know... Cass is moving the... Um, Cass is moving, moving set sets. pieces around in order to make sure that everything's smooth yeah. during the actual performance. Yeah. And uh, who is actually... Who came up with the idea of the show? Like, did you guys... Um, Mr. Roscoe actually chose out the show, and he's like, hey, auditions are on this day. Yeah. So we have to, like, <laughs> audition and stuff. And then, um, yeah. yeah, Mr. Roscoe. You just gotta, you just gotta keep, you just gotta always uh, keep in mind that he is there and he's willing to, like, he's gonna have shows, so you just gotta consistently check the call board and whatnot. Cool, cool. So what role did you say that you had? Um, I'm actually assistant stage manager, and mm -hmm. I basically am with cast pretty much most of the time. And our other stage manager, Naya, is with tech crew, so we have two stage managers on board, I guess, and we just help out where we need to. Yeah, so I know, do you guys, like, practice a lot, have rehearsals and all of that? Oh, yeah. Yes. We have we, this week we have rehearsal almost every day. Until, until 7. 7. Yeah. So Including Friday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 7 o'clock. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Like, even even regular rehearsals, like, throughout the week, we'd stay till 5.20, but Tuesday specifically would stay until 7 to make sure we could get the full show in. Yeah, because you guys want to make this one of the best. Yeah, of course. Is there any admission cost that will be charged or whatever? How much would that be? That would be $5. $5? Yeah. Mm -hmm. $5, okay. But I think it's going to be worth it, considering you guys have been putting in a lot of yeah. work, you know? Yes. For sure. And then that $5, the money that we receive will go into the Booster Club, and that will help us out the Tommy Theater. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So do you think you guys would look forward to any other shows that you have coming up? Um, we have Hobbit. The Hobbit right I'm after this. I'm not sure when. But I think we're, we're doing that for UIL. UIL, so it'll be after this, so, so towards next year. Yeah, towards uh, Thanksgiving break, we're gonna start like actually working on uh, learning your lines and learning your role, and then next semester we'll start actually like making sure everything's put together so we can compete. Wow, The Hobbit is actually really popular. I remember when there were a lot of places that were doing promotions for that and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So Mr. Roscoe, I know him kind of well. He is a guy that makes he's a perfectionist. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So um, I know that he guys are training you well and everything like that. Do you guys see yourselves in the same roles coming up for the Hobbit? I know it's kind of far away. Uh, um, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to be someone important again, mm -hmm. or not important, but like a, a lead role again. Because. Because like I, that's not something I've done recently. Like I, in past plays with Mr. Oscar, I've been sort of um, just the, the background yeah, about either a background character or the friend of the main character. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the first time I'm getting the chance to actually be a, a, a lead role, which is really fun. But it's also Very twice fun. as hard, yes. uh, so, especially since I have like school and, and college stuff to learn to like keep a track of at the same time. So. It's a lot of multitasking. Okay, but you would say ultimately it's been a good experience for you. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a it's a helpful de-stressant uh, de in a way. Honestly. Like it helps me like just uh, take any let's say like negative emotions I feel and pour it out into the performance, which is really that's good. really good. Yeah, you know, people have their different passions with music mm -hmm. or art, and I think theater is an art. So acting is something that you perfect, and that's really good that other people. Not just maybe you, but other people can actually try to express their yeah. emotions and everything through it, too. So what about you? Would you say being on tech is a oh good yeah. experience for you? Tech is it's a de-stressor, I guess, if you think about it, because building the sets really gives you something to put work into, and you feel proud of it. Oh, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. What about you with assistant stage manager? <laughs> you 
have to kind of like settle them up and everything, right? Yes. She's always yelling at us. That is not true. <laughs> um, I try to make them get on task and, and stuff because the show is next week. So I want to, just like Mr. Roscoe, kind of perfect it. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's also like you're a little bit more understanding because you've yeah. been on, on cast a I few have. times. So Yeah, and I think it's pretty amazing that he actually lets you guys like take these roles because it's not often you see, you know, kids our age handling tech crew or whatever yeah. with the sound and actually working with the lights because that stuff is really expensive and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it's going to be time for us to cut our show off again. So tell us when that date is again for the show. November 13th and 15th at 6 p.m. And it's in the Town View Theater and it will be five bucks, right? Yes. yes. And the money is going straight to help the booster program. So make sure you guys follow us on KSBM underscore TVT on Instagram and Twitter, KSBM Radio on Facebook, and KSBM Radio underscore TVT on Snapchat. Make sure you use the hashtags KSBM We Live, hashtag SBM Family Matters, and hashtag SBM Talview. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Have any thoughts or suggestions about the show you'd like to share with us? Feel free to reach out on social media. Instagram and Twitter at KSBM underscore TVT. Facebook at KSBM Radio. And Snapchat at KSBM Radio underscore TVT. I always follow them.